I want to welcome you to Young Adults Today podcast, where we talk about reaching young adults in our world today. I'm going to toss it over to our hosts, Micah and Josiah Keneally. What's up, guys? Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm Josiah Keneally. And I'm Micah Keneally. And we're your hosts. So thanks for subscribing, rating, reviewing. It helps us reach more listeners. And um, today we're in for a treat. We're in a mini series with founders, entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. business owners of organizations. And today we're joined by... Ooh, somebody who goes way back with me. And it's sad to say that this is probably way back in 2006, which starts aging us as we are podcasting right now. But I met Brian Jackson. Brian, welcome to the show. How are you today? Thanks for having me. I'm great. I am great. Amazing. Well, you guys are in for a treat because Brian and I go way back. We actually met at um, in Bismarck, North Dakota, where he's currently living right now. But we met way back in school. We were in business school to be- together, or communication. And Brian is an amazing guy. Um, just fun to get to know him throughout the years. And if you've listened to any past of these podcasts, this is the Brian I was talking about that invited me to listen to him and his band back at the Element in Bismarck, who didn't know until I actually said, hey, by the way, Brian, do you know that you were the key person who invited me back to Christ? So I want to encourage you, if you are failing to reach the people around you, invite them because they could be one invitation away of rededicating their life to the Lord or saying yes for the first time. So as you as a listener, you get to see and hear a little more about Brian it's Jackson amazing. and what he's been up to since graduation and since, you know, we crossed paths years ago and This is going to be so much fun because Brian Jackson is the owner, founder, and president of one of our favorite things is Mighty Missouri Coffee Company located in Bismarck, North Dakota. He's passionate about connecting people to coffee and coffee to nature. Those are my words, not his. But this is his company's motto, another day, another adventure. Brian, tell us about maybe your your, uh, your journey of life and the story and how you got to where you are today. Even that motto is so intriguing to me because I love adventure. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. It's been, so we talked about it. This, this is like this month is 10 years for me. So I had never really had an opportunity to look back on one year um, of business. I just didn't ever do that. I was always building and moving. And so this year specifically, I've, I've had the opportunity to look back on 10 years and it's a, it's a total trip. And, um, and this is really good timing because I've been thinking about it a lot. And so when I started, I mean, I just, I kind of had looking back an entrepreneurial itch, um, kind of businesses, even in high school, which isn't common, I suppose, but it was just kind of natural for me. And, uh, when I was in school, I did some marketing things. And as a marketer, you're kind of a creative, um, I've always been a creative and, and, uh, looking at just creating something. Uh, so in my spare time, I would be building a logo, building a brand. What could this be? And um, I had the idea for doing something called Mighty Missouri Blank Company. Um, and that was kind of what I was thinking is what, what, how am I going to fill the blank? And meanwhile, I was uh, in, I was swimming, I was going early morning, um, I'd fill a big A&W root beer mug full of coffee, and then I'd like douse it in creamer so it would be cold enough. So I could drink it as I raced over to the pool early in the morning. Like it was completely utilitarian for me, but I liked coffee. And there were some people who were doing roasting coffee and it was just like, oh, this is pretty good. Um, And I was just interested in it. So when I 
when I started the idea, it was how could I help market coffee for people, um, local people. And the more I stepped into it, the more I was like, okay, I'm going to be roasting coffee. I'm going to be doing uh, like a manufacturing facility. And so as business goes, you kind of take one step and then you take the next step and it gets bigger uh, suddenly. And a few years in, um, I was kind of, this was all, I don't know, like a, uh, a big stew of different experiences from communications and marketing and things and, and all of my life experiences. And pretty soon I was uh, doing, I, I dropped my odds and ends, like freelance kinds of things, my full-time job. And I was fully doing Mighty Missouri Coffee Company. And yeah, I uh, opened a location in 2016 um, to kind of show off what we were doing and an actual coffee shop, which was never part of the plan. And that expanded my team. And so now we're, uh, we're kind of rolling now. And it's, it's been uh, wild. I don't think I've been spared any of the entrepreneurial experiences, none of the heartaches. I think that just comes with the territory. Um, the person I am today compared to the person I am when I started 10 years ago when I was 24 years old, um, just totally different. You're going through the quarter life crisis is where I started and then moving forward and all of my friends and, you know, everything about a life changes in that, in those 10 years. And so I've, I've been managing this, uh, this, this startup through all that. It's wild. It's incredible, Brian. And congrats on 520, 520 weeks, 10 years. Like wow. that's a massive accomplishment. Good math. <laughs> he might have been doing it on his phone. I didn't see it. But. I don't even have my yeah. phone. Tell no, I'm part of it. That's true. That's wild. Yeah. I look I, at, yeah, just the work weeks and 10 years of anything is a massive accomplishment in a, in a day and an age where the, the grass is greener or other opportunities, mm -hmm. other jobs, other side hobbies or passions. Like there's been plenty of off ramps that you've passed on the freeway of 10 years or 520 weeks. Like, was there ever a moment, Brian, where you thought about hanging it up? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, I, I don't, so with all everything that I say, there's a healthy dose of reality. Like I understand that mighty Missouri is a super small business. Um, to me, it's been what I've been focused on. And so I'm, I'm very in the weeds with Mighty Missouri Coffee, very focused on its growth, but also understanding, you know, um, at the end of the day, I've, I've put a lot of blood, sweat and tears into a coffee bar in Bismarck, North Dakota, or whatever it might be, you know, and so there's, there's a healthy dose of that. So that's just kind of the blanket statement. But um, when I started, uh, food manufacturing was a heavier lift than I expected. Um, there's from the health department to the state uh, looking over everything and uh, FDA. So we're a federally like uh, uh, watched organization, I guess they come in and, um, and all of the like hoops you have to jump through for that but we also started with the coffee roaster. And mm -hmm. so it's a big roaster. We're doing about 50 pounds um, of coffee at a time on that roaster. When I started, obviously it was just, it was all me. So I didn't, I couldn't afford employees. Uh, I'm a big team player. Um, 
being alone doesn't excite me. It does not like that's not how I roll. Um, and so when I started, it was phenomenally lonely. I mean, it was I had a space, a warehouse space where the roaster was and uh, did my best to hold myself accountable to I got to make sales calls. I got to make this thing happen because there's a significant investment in that. Like some people will uh, buy a house or something and I'm putting it all on kind of betting on myself that I think this is a good idea. And if now, uh, if, if ever there was a time to, to try it, it would be now, you know, when, when I didn't have the responsibilities and the expenses and et cetera. So back then, honestly, there were so many moments where it was just uh, blood, sweat and tears, but mostly tears. It was like, I I'm buried here. I even seeing some off ramps, it's like, well, how could I do that? Because I'm buried with mm-hmm. this with this investment, with this responsibility that I have to make go. And so there's always this idea in the back of my mind, like 10 years wasn't even a reality to me uh, looking 10 years down the road. Like maybe I would still be in coffee in some way, but it must change. There must be some way out of this. Um, You know, that's like, I I, I needed it to work in 10 years and that was the hope, but I was still kind of thinking, I'm probably gonna be the guy who's like down the road, still giving away free coffee to his friends from that, mighty Missouri thing I tried all that time ago. Fortunately, I haven't, but um, I mean, I could sit all day and tell you like specific stories of how that roaster is is bigger than me. And I had gone to classes to learn how to roast coffee, but not classes on how to put the roaster together, you know? And so this thing came on a big elephant crate with no manual and calling people in town like gas people and electricians and um, to install it. And they're like, yeah, we can install it. What is it? You know, what, like, what is, give us a picture of what it's supposed to look like at the end, you know? Um, and then the exhaust on it, like I'd known that coffee would, I, I knew how to roast coffee inside, but smoke out the chimney, billow smoke, you know, the neighborhood would stink. <laughs> And I needed to clean that up to be a good steward and a good neighbor. And uh, so there was like close fires and uh, my first annual maintenance, I said, I can do this on my own, you know, and here's a story. So uh, here's the the roaster drum. Okay. you can think of it like a, like a washing machine, like a clothes dryer, you know, it'll tumble. Um, and that keeps the green beans that are unroasted in suspension. And that's the way we want to roast coffee. Well, in the maintenance, I needed to just um, adjust something. And so I tried to take this cap off um, to get to the ball bearings. And I took this cap off. Well, I was unwinding something. And what I, what I was doing, if you can picture this, I was moving that roaster drum fore and aft. I didn't know I was doing that. So as I pulled it all the way out, I'm like, okay, I'm not getting to the ball bearings here. So I screwed it all the way back in and I moved that drum back and I didn't know that. So the next time I went to roast coffee, I have like a 400 degree heated up machine and I put the green beans in the hopper on the top and and, uh, it goes into the machine and then green beans just spilled out on the floor everywhere. Because what I didn't know is there was this big gap that I created. So there's beans all over the floor. I'm like, oh, what a disaster. So I have to clean and sweep and everything else. And then I called um, like customer service, like tech support, what's going on here? And they explained, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. I'll just adjust it back. And they're like, no, you have a huge problem. You have green beans, uh, organic material inside your roaster in a hot roaster. You have an imminent fire. 
And so I was like, oh, okay, how do I, how do I take care of this right now? And they're like, uh, okay, well, here's where you need to break the gas line. And then you need to come up and cool this off and then, and then get the vacuum this area out underneath. And I'm like, whoa, 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 I don't do gas lines. Remember, I'm like all alone here. <laughs> yep. I don't have anybody. So fortunately, my neighbor in a light industrial section, he's uh, of town and he's a contractor. And fortunately, he was there and I'm like, hey, come here quick. And it was just there's so many things like moments like that where, yes, I wanted to quit like badly. <laughs> it was beyond me. And all of those moments got me mm-hmm. like grit. I think I, you, you need grit in business yeah. and I was awarded grit through experience and Brian that. is so good. Oh my gosh. It just reminds me, I think some, a lot of our listeners, they're believers. And I think when you talk about like, if you get, I ordered the, the roaster, here comes all these pieces. There's no manual. And how do I put it together? It reminds me of our walk with Christ. Like, okay, we have the manual of the word of God, but in this day and age, how does my life relate to all these people I can read about? How do I apply my faith in everyday living without the house burning down? Right. And how do I, <laughs> well, how do I, I do this? And, and cause, because this has been a, a faith experience for me and yeah. There's been, uh, it's, it's a really cool because it's a practical way to see God working in your life because it, I've noticed that um, God doesn't necessarily uh, need the perfect person. He needs the willing person. Yep. And so you just need to step out. And so it's not to say like, it's not to say you have an idea, just go do it. Um, I wouldn't advise someone to put themselves in a, in a difficult spot. And uh, honestly, I, I probably uh, could write a book about how not to start a business. But um, that said, I mean, it's, it's been like I have taken a step and I've had these moments where, I, where God has met me. And um, there's been a lot of failures in that, but there's been like on the other side, some blessings. And so it's just, it's a way to look back like, you know, 30,000 feet, look down on the situation and be like, wow, God was very much involved um, yeah. every every direction, every turn. Seriously, seriously. And we were chatting, mm-hmm. I think last week mm-hmm. and uh, Micah knows you well. I'm getting to know you more, Brian, but love the story. And you had shared about like, kind of a dream of getting into Dan's supermarket, which is in North Dakota, like a, a chain of like, this would, this would be you getting into retail and that'd be a dream. And, and that door had shut. And then you kind of had this providential moment or experience with somebody who really advocated for you in an unexpected way. <laughs> and do you, do you want to share that story of how yeah. Matthew West entered the scene? Yeah, absolutely. So um, this was early on first year of business. And this is the moment where it's like, uh, the, the investment is there, the, the things being installed. Like I was standing on the precipice and I jumped in faith. So when I had started, um, I had made a, a business, uh, plan, which is today laughable. Like, I don't know where the document is, but it's, it's not worth <laughs> anything. Mike, I mean, we went to school together. This was like a college level business plan, not practical. Not Shark Tank, unfortunately, which they should yeah. do in college. <laughs> but on my business plan, so my dream was I wanted to make Mighty Missouri Coffee and I wanted it to be a coffee that people wanted. Like people, I like that brand of coffee. 
And there's a lot of things in this business where we'll roast for other people. We'll roast for coffee shops. It's under a different brand. It's called private label. It happens a lot. And, and that was going to like be a part of it. But what I really wanted was Mighty Missouri Coffee is the brand that's on people's shelves, that, that's on pe in people's cabinets. And that's what they're drinking. So normally what would happen for a, a coffee roaster is they would like get into Whole Foods or something. Well, in Bismarck, North Dakota, 10 years ago, we didn't have a Whole Foods or anything anything really like it. What we had is Dan supermarkets, which are, were locally owned. They kind of were regional. Um, I'm from a, a small town called uh, Hazen, 2000 people or so. And I was like in the local grocery store, but beyond that, I wanted like that, that was that chain. And so I called the buyer for Dan supermarkets at the time. And I explained what I was doing. And he's like, yeah, that sounds great. We would love to do it. And he didn't like, sign anything, but it was enough for me to like check it off on my business plan, you know? Um, and then I had this roaster installed. I finally get like the bags, the printed bags done, no place to sell them yet, you know, but I had to make this big expense and buy a bunch of printed bags, which were really cool, but I could sell them online, which like online, no one knows about you. It's not even worth it. And, uh, so I called the, the same guy and I, I'd been in touch with him before, but, um, and I, and I said, Hey, remember me, we've got this coffee. I'd love to get it in your hands. And he's like, wow, coffee is so saturated. We've got so much on the shelves. We're just not going to be able to carry your product. And it's like, you know, heart sinking kind totally. of, um, like that's, that was what I was excited about here. Um, so like, you know, could I, could I at least, could I get coffee on, could I just set some in your office, you know, just get some in your hands. And, and he's like, you know, we're just going to pass on a meeting. And it's like, okay, you know, here, here I was God, like really hopeful. And uh, day one, pretty much. No, like I'll, you, you, you thought that this was going to happen and it didn't the same week though. I had just volunteered for North Dakota teen challenge, putting on um, a concert and Matthew West is coming. Matthew West is awesome musician and he was at um shiloh school here in bismarck and it was like a sold out crowd but i was just volunteering so all day i was the driver and i was wearing my brand new mighty missouri coffee shirt and this is the shirt that's like it was the sample to see if like you wanted to order more so it was like the one and only this is super super fresh and i was wearing it and matthew west came in he's kind of thanked the volunteers and stuff. And he's like, Hey, what's, what's mighty Missouri coffee. Is that local? And I explained, yeah, it's mine. And, and he's like, wow, you're start, is it, is it your dream? And I said, yeah, it's my dream. And he's like, well, you're starting off with a sweet shirt. I want one. So I'm like, you I warm this one up for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm a bigger guy and I was a bit taller than Matthew West. So I was able to kind of guess his size. And I called uh, the local place that was printing them. And I like, do we have those shirts? And I, we can make you one. So I raced down there, grabbed a shirt, brought it back. And I brought it to the tour manager. And I was like, I think, I think Matthew West wants this. And that was it. That, and that was, that was my job was done for the day. And then I got to enjoy the concert. I was with some friends and on stage that night, he was wearing underneath his leather jacket. You could see mighty Missouri. And I was just like freaking out with my friends. Like, how cool is that? He wore it on stage and uh, got some pictures of it. It was just so cool. But then he, uh, he took his jacket off and he stops the concert and he's like, you know, my friend 
is starting Mighty Missouri Coffee. It's my favorite coffee. And it's coming to Bismarck, North Dakota. <laughs> and he just, he talked about it for probably two minutes on stage, which is like an eternity on stage. I didn't talk to him for two minutes. And then later on, he like called back, like, oh, I need some more Mighty Missouri Coffee. I almost forgot a line or something. Like it felt like the whole night was sponsored by Mighty Missouri Coffee. Um, it was just a huge night. And uh, I had a website and afterwards people were like reaching out to Mighty Missouri Coffee. They were wondering, is this a coffee shop? When are we gonna, you know, so I got a lot of emails out of that. And they're like, where can we get Mighty Missouri Coffee? And I responded to everyone and I said, ask Dan Supermarkets. Because I knew when I mean, they're a great brand, <laughs> they're a great company. And if, you, if they're out of something, if, you can get, if they can get something for you that's wanted, they would. And so like a week later or something, the same guy called me, me back and was, introduced himself and said, I understand you're doing coffee in Bismarck. We'd love to uh, carry this product. And here's the crazy thing is they had like, six, seven locations around here or something. And um, I was I was just, I have a few different types of coffee, whole bean and ground. And I had like 12 SKUs worth of coffee, different individual UPC codes worth of coffee. And I was at the point, like, I just want you to have one, just put one in your, and um, he, uh, he, he got me an entire row of coffee at every store. So, not only like it was it was best case scenario it was all of yeah. my copies every upc at every store like wow that is that's nuts it's, it's genius <laughs> i want to tap into something that you were just saying brian like if if this is me i'm gonna be like oh yeah i have an online website and i'm gonna i'm gonna fulfill these orders but then that runs out versus it was genius yeah. of you to say hey ask a dance, request it at dance, request it at dance. And I'm just picturing all these people who are at Matthew West and they're going up to dance supermarket and like 3 PM. Hey, can we get some of that mighty Mo's coffee? Hey, I'm yeah. looking for what aisle is mighty Missouri coffee in? Oh, we don't have it. And then the people start to talk to the higher ups and like, we got to buy that because we can sell that. And I look at how genius it is for you is that sometimes grit is the determination to stick with it until the no turns into a yes. Well, I appreciate that very much. I think there's a touch of that and there's a touch of desperation <laughs> in that like I needed it. Uh, I could already sell coffee online. These people had already been to the website and that's not a living, you know, to sell coffee online. And so exactly. I'm in the middle of this, like I'm going to get onto those um, I'm going to get onto those shelves somehow. I better. <laughs> and so then I learned uh, about the grocery store world. And uh, so I was like, great, here's how you can or reorder. And they're like, no, no, that's not how this works. You'll, you'll keep our shelves full if you want the slots, you know? So I, every Friday I would go out in my little Ford Escape behind a few semis unloading their pallets of food. And I would sit there with my little box of coffee standing for up to an hour, just like politely, like not wanting to be in anyone's way. I'd check in and they knew I wasn't really, I didn't belong here. And then I would go there, count the coffees, go back to the roaster, figure out how much I needed to do. And it was, it was like, I did that all by myself um, to every location. And it was like, it was hard to actually maintain if they had a big week and they're out. Like I got a few emails and, and it was like, man, I'm kind of spinning my wheels here. It's not, that's not 
the answer either, but what it was in the end was just this billboard. Uh, a lot of people walked by, a lot of people were introduced to Mighty Missouri through yeah, that. Yeah, that's so good. I think, Brian, just for the person who's on the other, maybe just at the beginning stage of where you were, it's hard and humbling to have a dream, to have a passion, to see something that other people can't see and to have a passion maybe that other people just don't understand or even the person who has those dreams and passions feels misunderstood, right? Or you feel like the little man, like, yep, I'm just going to be holding my little box while everybody else has crates. Like, but God yeah. sees that. Like, I think about the story when it, I've never thought of this before. Like when Jesus multiplies the fish and the bread, like there probably were more children there with their lunch boxes there that day, but there was one that said yes to Jesus mm -hmm. and for God to put that dream in your heart and for you to say yes to him, like, no, there is space for you. There is a dream. There's a passion. There is something that I want you to do, Brian, in Bismarck, North Dakota, and hopefully beyond, you know, as it continues to grow and scale, if that's part of your um, passions. But what would you say and how would you encourage a young adult who has a dream to start a business, an LLC, a nonprofit, and they've kind of outgrown the lemonade stand of the the, yeah. the the world that they're called to and they're ready to, you know, take it to that next level. How would you encourage them if you could give them a word of advice today? Um, yeah. So I think that's, that's a great question. The first thing I would say is, you know, day one is not going to look like year 10. And so not everything needs to be perfect before you start. Starting is really important. Starting for me is a really difficult thing. I could dream and talk all day, but starting is, is really difficult and it's demanding. And that's where the rubber meets the road. Um, but so many people I think don't ever do it or don't ever do something because they fear that it's not good enough. It's, mm -hmm. This isn't yeah. how it's going to look. And I mean, we've been like, we're just trying to be a little less ghetto every day. Like that's, that's <laughs> what we're trying to get there. And, uh, and it's just, like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of fear of, of, of that. Um, my mom had a little devotional that she told me that was inspirational to me at the time too, was um, about the parable of the talents. And she just kind of reminded me that she hopes that I don't bury my talents, mm, you know? And, it's good. Um, and I, I really, like my dad also gave me the, he, he just told me, um, do something lest you do nothing because I was in this paralysis of decision. Um, do I, do I go this way or that way? And this coffee thing was interesting to me, but I didn't know how to be successful in that. Um, and so I did eventually like start, but that said, the other advice would be, um, learn as much as you can about it. Um, right. and you can't ever know everything. So starting is important, but learn as much as you can about it. And then there, there, there's such a thing as the minimal cost investment, uh, to test a market. So that's a challenge that I, like, like I said, I could write a book on how not to start a business. I mean, one of the questions of starting a food manufacturing co company and the coffee roaster, the size that it was, we didn't need to start with the size that it was, but looking at scaling and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. However, testing the market um, would look like the, you know, sample packs of coffee and have someone else roast and work with other people, but like do something that's feasible for you that doesn't break the bank so that you're not like being um, outrageous here and putting yourself in a position to not succeed in the future. Um, so that would be my advice, I think, is do something and then do it with as much wisdom as you can. It's good.
It's spot on. It speaks to me because, you know, Micah and I are actually in a season, believe it or not, this podcast um, or both of our podcasts, both Young Adults Today as Mm -hmm. well as FYI, they're both a part of a bigger ministry, which we're only three, four Mm -hmm. months into Young Adults Today, but it's, it's a 501c3 nonprofit organization. And many of the things that Mike has learned in business or we've learned together in ministry or even that I learned helping a business, um, working there eight years and then business school too, like um, MVP, you were calling about minimal cost investment. I just think back to minimal viable product mm-hmm. of like, you've got to start somewhere. This isn't going to be your final logo. It's not going to be <laughs> to market yet, but you've got to get something, your minimal cost investment or your minimal viable product. And I think the other thing that I would tack on to what you said that speaks to me in this season is Gitmo. And Craig Rochelle is a pastor. Not ghetto, but get mo. Right. And and it basically, it also, there's two meanings. One is get mo for get more mighty Missouri coffee. But the <laughs> other is G-E-T-M-O. And Craig Rochelle, pastor of Life Church in Oklahoma, they have a lot of locations. And he talks about good enough to move on. Mm. And what will help us make peace with imperfection If there's that perfectionist side of you, or if you are somebody who's starting, but you're not where you want to be to, to overcome that analysis paralysis, get good enough to move on. Like, okay, our podcast is not where we hope it is 10 weeks from today, Mm -hmm. but it's good enough to get out and to move on our nonprofit. Our first event, it was good. We want to improve it for next time but it's good enough mm-hmm. to get started. It's good enough to get moving and move on mm-hmm. to that mm-hmm. next step. And yeah. so I love what you're saying and a coffee specific question, mm-hmm. maybe for the listener who's a connoisseur, or maybe they're getting into roasting their own beans at home or grinding their own beans, or they, they like pumpkin spice lattes, <laughs> um, a fun question, then a serious question. What's your favorite, like, creamer to add or to pair. And then that's the fun question. But the serious question mm-hmm. is what are you seeing in the coffee world that connects to people? Yeah, those are great questions. Um, my favorite coffee ad is just, I don't add anything. I just like black coffee. I was going to say he's probably uh, a black coffee guy. Yeah, so I cool. love uh, single origin coffee. I personally like uh, really bright acidity in my coffee. So an Ethiopian Yirgacheff is like the kind of coffee that made me fall in love with coffee. It's like, you'd swear someone pressed blueberries into your coffee, no additional flavors, just love it. <laughs> Whiny, juicy. I like it. Um, and, co- and creamer would just spoil the whole thing. Um, so you've makes- come a long way from the A&W. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, I fell in love with coffee. I just like, that's what I need to do. That's, I, I really do like it. Um, and then, you know, how coffee, like trends in coffee, what's interesting, I mean, coffee is so huge and it feels like, it feels like, cause I'm, I'm a hyper aware of competitors and I'm always worried that the new next cool thing is going to snuff me out or something, but, um, it's so big and you can kind of find your niche in that world. Um, coffee is such a large world that um, you can pair coffee with a lot of things. And what we've chosen to do is, is this spirit of adventure. Um, I grew up around Lake Sakakawea reservoir on the Missouri river and I love to fish and spearfish. And it's just like, my adventure is there. And I just thought like, 
marketing, branding, guilt by association wins. Um, what I mean by that is like uh, tying um, a uh, product with an experience. So with music, it works. My favorite song is not necessarily the most musically intelligent song in the world. It's um, a stupid pop song because it was on the radio when I was at that one place with that one person, you know? And so that's really what matters is the experience. And I think that's what we're really trying to connect with is like, bring this coffee with you. This is what it pairs well with. And so that's, I think the, the larger trends and, and to answer your question too about people, um, you know, that's, I, I think we could have like really technically the greatest coffee available the, the best grown coffee in the world. And let's just say I had it and I roasted it to the best that it could have possibly roasted. I nailed it. And then you brewed it the best way possible. Like, so you actually do have the best cup of coffee in the world right now. You just, it's factual, it's right there. Um, but let's say before you had it, you had a phone call, bad news, whatever, heart sinking moment. I promise you that will never be your favorite cup of coffee. It's experience is just tied to it. Um, it's the same reason, like when you smell lavender candle and it's like grandma's house, you know, there's just coffee's a sensory product. And, uh, and, and you can kind of play on that. Like when the smell of the grind of grinding the coffee and all of that involved. So I think that's kind of what we've tied to. And that's the, the, another day, another adventure adventure is a broad term on purpose. It could be jumping off a cliff, but it could be bird watching, you know, but really it's about, um, to me, I, I've connected with nature so much and connected with, I, I find God in nature a lot. And uh, I, I know that it's not so difficult to go out and be and see beauty, but I know that that's not a step that a lot of people take uh, for whatever reason. And I think it's important to find that adventure, you know, if it's just get out for a little bit and uh, go explore and see, so. I've lost your audio for some reason. We did? Oh, he put me on mute, everybody. <laughs> um, I said, I have a tagline if I would write a review for your coffee. And coffee, this coffee brings an experience to life. And yeah. I think that's what you're trying to do, like you're trying to connect people with that. And like you said, like sensory, it's just amazing. And it's just super fun to see your journey, Brian, and just to kind of hear what what have been the ups and the downs because life isn't perfect. There's no organization or business that's perfect, um, but we do serve a perfect God. And I'm just going to school with you and you inviting me to church. And I know you're a part of a band and you volunteering with Teen Challenge and meeting individuals like Matthew West. Like you have a lot of fun adventure, even in the realm of faith. And I would just be curious Maybe you have a big take or a small take, but I would love to hear your take on this. Um, but here's the question. Why do you believe that young adult ministry is so vital and important in this day and age? Yeah, I um, thank you. So I think, do you know Bob Goff? You're at Love Yes, God. he's yeah. the wild man. <laughs> Amazing. Wild man. I, that guy is inspirational. I don't know. Um, really cool. I would never give out my cell phone on a like New York Times bestseller. Um, <laughs> But something he said stuck with me. And that was like, basically the, the essence of it was to invite whimsy in your life. And I, I've noticed that there's a big push to recently to allow yourself to say no to things. And that's important. Like, feel free to say no. But um, you do that at the expense of saying yes. And so I think that you should look at um, what experiences, obviously you can't do everything, but um, 
you should always so so in in any experience like you'll have a new memory and mm -hmm. um that's like how you experience length of life and having lots of different memories and i just think if you're given a choice you should really consider choosing the memory instead of like the video game or whatever that is just going to be logged with the rest of your video game like experience Good. yeah um go out and do something and and something cool might happen and and if you do that from the space of uh, prayerfulness and connecting like we're created for union with god and just having that mindset and that's how you start your day uh, God will meet you in those moments. And, um, and that's really important. When I moved to Bismarck, I didn't have any friends. All of my friends went to other places. And so it was all about connecting. I needed to find a church and I needed to find people mm -hmm. and, um, uh, church hopping, like to, to just get involved. Like when, if you're in a new place, like go everywhere, do everything, meet people and they're out there. But I think that's, what's so important. Yeah. We believe it as well, Brian, mm -hmm. that like for you, you talked about being 24, starting your dream. I think of the person, whether it's their dorm dream, they're 24 years old, they want to work for a certain company or, or a church mm -hmm. or start their own nonprofit or ministry or business. Like I'm thinking of that 24 year old, that God has an amazing plan for you 10 years from today as well. Mm -hmm. And you'll look back and be like, oh man, that was cringy. Or, oh man, that was incredible. Or, oh, oh I have that business plan. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's, it's like, it might not look exactly how you want it to or think it should. And that's where Ephesians 3 comes to mind, where it's going to be better than you asked, dreamed, or could even fathom and imagine the plan that God has in store for those who love him. And we love to kind of just go rapid fire. These would probably be things that um, the listener couldn't hear from any other podcaster, or unless they had a cup of coffee with you in person, they might not get to know these things okay. about you. And so are you up for the five and five challenge? Let's do it. Okay, I'll kick us off. Number one, Brian, five minutes on the clock. And question number one is, what is something that we would find you doing on a day off outside of coffee life? Underwater spear fishing. Ooh, good answer. That's epic. All right, so what's your favorite outdoor activity? Maybe you already answered it. I don't know. Yeah, underwater spear fishing. <laughs> this You're is like a, a rubber band gun. Dive down, hold your breath, and shoot a fish. Gosh, that's I why I live. That. That's why I live in Bismarck, North Dakota. That's on my bucket list now. Okay, I'm a little claustrophobic, so I don't know how long I'd last. Ten you'll, seconds. You'll be great. You guys are both invited. Five minutes still. Let's go. Praise God. <laughs> Question three: We're flying. If you could ask Mike and I anything, any topic, nothing's off limits. What would you want to know? This keeps us on our toes. Yeah, um, that's a great question. I'm going to come up with now a great question. Uh, your podcast is successful. How did it, I, how, how did, what did the start of that look like? That's incredible. And how did it grow? And you know, that's wild to me. Um, yeah, I'll start the first half. I would say that it actually started out of people coming to us with their need of, we need a resource. We need a podcast and we need you to lead it. Cause I was like, well, do you guys want to lead it? No, you need to lead it. Okay, so I think it started with seeing a need and being able to meet that need right off the bat. And then if you want to take it further. 
For sure. I think that oftentimes I had seen like five or six friends who got like five or six episodes into their podcasts and they had spent $1,500 on nice microphones <laughs> and the studio set up and everything. And I was just committed to not do that. Like everybody started a blog in 2010 and nobody really yeah. stuck with it. Big graveyard of blogs out there. <laughs> exactly. And so we didn't want to do that. So before we published a single episode, we had 16 in the hopper, mm -hmm. which was four months of a weekly podcast. And we started with who we knew. We started with in-person interviews with our friends. And from there, like we had maybe some of the Matthew West moments for us mm -hmm. were like, John Bevere during the pandemic reached out and said, I'm 64, never been on a young adults podcast. Can I come on? Mm -hmm. John Eldridge, same story. And so I know like, oh, the John Eldridge one. I love him. That's awesome. He's amazing. And, and then so what you're saying is consistency. Consistency. Like we've now got a library of, I think this is episode today, 200. Ooh, and, yeah. And so I look at like, Brian, like so powerful is to stick with it, to do weekly and then for us, it's all been about telling other people's stories. It's all been about asking people on to talk about their favorite subject, mm -hmm. researching, reading books, visiting websites and finding people's niche and sweet spots to, to like make them the hero of the story. And then I think the last thought is for us, it's been all about the next generation. So another friend who spent a lot of time in North Dakota was Mike Miss. And he's an incredible hip hop artist. And so for the intro and outro, it features one of our friends yep. who's a musician and it just like champions him as an artist. But it's so much cooler for us to be like, man, this is all about young adults. Why would we use stock photos or stock music when we could actually champion somebody who is a young adult, yep. who has a story, who has artwork or music and uh, to like invite them to be a part of it. And he said, yes. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Five B uh, or whatever question we were on four B um, when you started and you released it, I'm guessing it wasn't, it didn't have as much listeners as it does today. So when it's like, how did you handle it mentally when it's just your parents watching and saying, good going, you know, <laughs> you get a great that. question. I think you probably felt that when you're like, oh, here's my coffee and my friends and family are drinking it. I think it starts with prayers like, Lord, let this go further and faster than we could ever do it if it's honoring and pleasing to you. So we wanted to be in cadence with what God was doing. I think, too, it, when, you, when you are being consistent and faithful um, with what God's put in your hands, I think he does bless it above and beyond. So we would post regularly, whether it's Instagram on our website. So we were consistent in the realm of also posting. And then the people who we had on the podcast, they would also be sharing it with all their news feeds and everything they had. So people want to talk about themselves like, Hey, I was on the young adults today podcast, or I was on the FYI podcast. Listen to me, you know, and it's like, yeah, they should do that. So we championed them on and they championed themselves on as well as in turn, it's like the ministry or the podcast gets blessed in its own way, if that makes sense. So it's like a collaboration, essentially. Yeah. Natural. And and I think we shifted the focus because there's always a bigger podcast. Like um, one of our guests, Carrie Newhoff, he has like 21 million listeners or something. We're not there. So right. compared, like in podcasts, both of ours are in the top 10% of all podcasts on planet earth. But compared to him, we are like, Little fish in a big so, sea. <laughs> so if you if you compare with the biggest, you're always going to be disappointed. But I realized oh, that's like, a good point. I remember when we had our first one with over like 1,600 people listen to it. And I'm like, that's bigger than the church I grew up in. 
Like if you think of 1600 people speaking to that audience, it's going to be high energy. It's going to be electric. Like, but if I think of our living room at first, like, wow, if we have 16 young adults over, we write a message for them. We preach to them like it's 1600. Be nervous, you know, 16 people. (laughs) Right. And so I think I think it's just like, you know what, we're going to prepare and put our best foot forward. And if 16 people listen or 1600 or someday more, like praise God, we're just going to be faithful with what we want to have conversations that matter with great people. And I, we were driving the other day. Yep. This won't count towards your time, by the way, but Brian, (laughs) I was like, I was like, let's just do great things with great people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of just been the motto that we've done. Like we want, we know that life is short. We want to have fun. Very like adventure is like one of our family themes. Like we want to be adventurous and to step out into a world of podcasting, which was at one point to us unknown. I mean, we want to be um, people that um, not only consume, but contribute. So we can listen to all the Andy Stanley podcasts. We can listen to all the John Bevere. Like we can consume all this information, but to know that God's given us a story, us a passion and us the ability to offer something to somebody else somewhere. Wow. We want to be able to do that. Like kind of get, a, I want to get my um, coffee in the hands of as many people as I can and in many event venues as I can. Why? One, because I love coffee Two, because it connects with people and they can build a memory. And it's the same thing with us. Like we want to build an opportunity for individuals to experience Christ. It's whether up to them, if they want to say yes or no, or lean into something or take a gold nugget or ponder something a little further and deeper than what they anticipated. So it's a good challenge for everybody. I think even for us to stay sharp, uh-huh. right? Okay. Oh, and I'm sorry. One last little piece is uh, when you started, then you had whatever 15 in the hopper. Yeah. Um, were they connections of yours, like friends of yours, people you knew had a story and then you would just reach out there or did you shoot for the moon right out of the gate? It's a great question. I think we always had a prayer list for bigger, more well-named that we had people we admire. So we had big name people that we were praying over, like, Lord, like help them to say yes. And many of those have actually come into existence Two, one of the main focuses we wanted to focus primarily with our podcast is supporting people with a resource in the rural setting, the suburban setting, the downtown ghetto kind of big city feel as well as 10 people in my living room type feel. So we wanted to encourage people no matter what stage of ministry they were in, if they were starting out from grassroots or if they were just wanting a resource to like go through with their people or a podcast to unpack together. So I think with that, I don't know, those were kind of our target people. So we did start very like, who do we know leading a small church? Who do we know it's passionate about life groups or Bible studies that is seeing amazing success Um, and success, meaning many young adults coming through experience of God. So do you want to add to that? The only thing I would add, it's a great question. Like we, we have a word document still it's on the uh, desktop of my laptop and there's like 140 names. Cause Mike asked me like, you think we'll ever run out of names? And I'm like, no, there's more people that we haven't even met. Yeah. But, but True. like one of the fears was like, are we going to run out of people? We could always invite people back. Yeah. And then the other thing is like, there's no shortage of content. There's no shortage of people. And so I think it was just that shift in mindset. And so we started local, we started with friends and and people that we know, love and admire. And then like slowly, I think of one of our guests, um, he, 
change churches. And so he was really busy. He said, yes, but not now. And that taught me something. There's only been like one or two people who've said no, but or like straight up no. But then many, if they did say no, they sent somebody else in their place who could represent their organization slash church or whatever. So very few people have like straight up ghosted us or said no. Um, But there's been a few and, but I'm not afraid to circle back in six months or a year. Like, Hey, any spare time yet? (laughs) Like, I guess I'm just one who I'm never going to believe the word. No, if it's no, then fine. Like then you said no to a great opportunity to your point of Bob Goff, but it's like, I'm going to give somebody the benefit of the doubt. Like they might want to come on now. Well, yeah. yeah, they might change their mind. You just never know. But okay. These are great. But back to you, Brian, like what's Ooh, something. It's my turn, isn't it? Yes. Micah, wow, you look gosh, forward to question great, four. Josiah. Okay. What is something that you're looking forward to in the near future, Brian? Something that I'm looking forward to in the near future. Yeah. So uh, honestly, this has been um, this has been really cathartic to think through um, time back, and um, I've had the opportunity more recently. And uh, I have been uh, living a life in, in as an entrepreneur at the risk of living a life of striving, and uh, and so it's always like the next thing, the next thing. And when I was talking earlier, um, I want to make it clear that like, uh, I still have dreams, you know, like I haven't, I, I pursued part of my dream and I am on a very long line of like what the next thing and the next thing. And, um, and so there's, there's a media side, a communication side of me, like part of this, this business is create is creative. It's an act of creativity. And there's so many cool projects and a podcast is one of them as well. And, um, some things that we're excited to do at mighty Missouri. Um, but for now it's like, I am excited to take a moment and just like breathe and remember, uh, like what a cool, what a cool opportunity, um, to allow myself, uh, some, some time to think back on, on these moments in year 10. And, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to year 20. Like that's wild. Can can I come back on in 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 ten years? I hope so. Yes. I hope we're all still here. We'll just be a different um, stratosphere (laughs) of ministry and business. Maybe we'll gain some wisdom and knowledge along the way. If you remember me, I'll say, listen, I was 200. I was episode 200. Remember me? Can oh, me we won't back? forget you, Brian. Just keep saying the way. Go keep going. Yeah. <laughs> so we like to close the conversations with like one piece of advice or encouragement. Like maybe somebody is facing a, a mountain that feels like mm-hmm. they could never climb themselves, or maybe they're facing what feels like an impossible dream or a prayer, or they, they're in need of a miracle. And, and they just want to hold on to hope. Like what is one piece of encouragement that you'd want to leave with them today? Uh, yes. I, so I was thinking about this recently and um, this just came to my mind right now, but I have thought of, of my business experience as uh, a mountain journey. And I kind of talked to you guys about that, but um, so when I started, everyone's kind of celebrating with you and Hey, you're going to climb that mountain and it, you're excited. And then you start to walk and you realize you're on your own. Like this is kind of lonely. And that mountain looks really tall and you start to wonder, can I actually do this? And then you see other people climbing that same mountain but they're way more equipped than you and you don't know everything. And so there's that self doubt that comes in right away and you have to keep going 
But 10 years in, um, I've learned now that there is no mountaintop, which sounds really tough. Like, the, what, what have you been doing this whole time? Uh, Jeff Bezos is flying to the moon because there is no mountaintop. Like, it's just fact. Um, business is one of those things without a ceiling. And, and there's a lot of things without a ceiling, but there's a, a really important thing that you can do while you're on your journey. And that's just to like, look at the mountain vista that you're at and look how far you've come and, and then define success for you. Like before you begin anything, what does success look like? It doesn't have to be a dollar amount. Though a dollar amount works too. You need to be able to, sorry about the noise there. Um, you need to be able to define what that success actually looks like. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. We're always summiting. We're always going to be summiting and we're never going to arrive, right? It's just Love a journey it. that we get to enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Brian, for the person who's never tried Mighty Missouri Coffee or person who's in the Bismarck area, who's maybe never come across your product, what is your best-selling coffee and how can they find it? Yeah. Um, Best-selling coffee is, that's a tricky one because on the shelves in the grocery store, it's called Mighty Morning. It's a Colombian coffee. Um, Mighty Moonrise in our coffee shop and online is the most popular. Um, but we also sell the coffee shops and those we sell a lot of espresso to. And so that one would be uh, Borealis Espresso. But you can visit us at MightyMissouri.com. And uh, there you can subscribe and you can get coffee, uh, like the, pick the amount that you want and the, uh, and, and the, the dates that you want to get them. And then we'll send it to you with free shipping. So MightyMissouri.com is the spot to start and to uh, get going. It's incredible. Yes. MightyMissouri.com. And we just encourage our listeners to support small, support local and check yeah. it out. And I think you'll be glad you did. Yeah. yeah. So thank you so much, Brian. We appreciate your time. Yeah. Thanks, guys. I loved being here. Thanks very much. Excellent. And for those of you who are tuning in, thank you so much for joining us. You can find out more about Brian Jackson and Mighty Missouri Coffee Company when you connect with us on our website at youngadults.today, as well as across all the other social media platforms. We will have those connections for you to get a bag of coffee in your hands to start your morning well. Talk soon. Yeah. Thanks for listening to today's conversation on the Young Adults Today podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Plug me in. I'm getting charged up right now, yeah.